0: Welcome to One Market, keeping the laurier Brantford community connected. I'm Bruce Gillespie. This week, we're excited to share another bonus episode with you. This is the third in our series of episodes produced by fourth-year students in the Digital Media and Journalism Capstone course. On this show, we hear about how laurier Brantford's competitive dance team has adjusted their plans to suit the pandemic and still hope to compete this year. Then, we hear from a criminology student who recently launched his own clothing line, and then we check in with the Students' Union to find out how clubs and associations are operating virtually. All that and more, coming up on this episode of One Market. Our first guest is Selena Alimo, who is a third-year social work student, as well as co-captain of Laurier Brantford's Chaos Dance Team. In this interview with DMJ student Liz Shiro, she explains how she became involved with the dance team in her first year.
1: Actually, in my first year, I was debating whether or not to try out for the dance team. Um, And it started out at the information fair, actually, during a week. I approached the booth and asked them a couple questions, and they really got me excited to try out for the team. So I did so. And then... After that, um, I made the team. Uh, In first year, I was just kind of a general member and uh, just danced uh, hip-hop and open. And then in second year, I applied for the executive position. And last year, so that was my job last year, I kind of ran fundraisers for the team. And then this year, I applied for captain. And here I am, co-captain with Jesse. This is actually his third captaincy year. So he has quite some experience and history in the captain role, so I'm really glad I get to work alongside him cuz he has a good grasp of what he's doing and I can learn a lot from him.
2: And especially during COVID, this is a very unusual season for your team. Are you feeling nervous regarding the season? Um I am feeling very
1: nervous. We actually haven't had the go ahead to start until recent uh, about I think two or three weeks ago we just got the go-ahead from the gym and they were very hesitant to get us started just because they were super unclear about what was going to happen and how things were going to look so they didn't have answers for us but I'm really glad that although it's virtually I think we're really fortunate as dancers to be able to dance virtually because it's such a flexible um art that we can do it over zoom we can learn choreography over zoom and then once we get the opportunity to practice in person when it's safe to do so we'll have everything down packed just a matter of like formations and figuring out where everyone is so i feel really fortunate that we get to practice over zoom and still have a team this year the season's going to look super different and i'm a little nervous but
2: i feel like once we get off the ground moving with everything, it'll slowly pick up. I think the chaos team is so skilled. I've had an opportunity to watch you two years in a row. First year of university and second Aww. year I went because some of my friends were on it. And it's so fascinating how so all of you can just like move yeah. all in the same time. It's It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, we love our showcase. And this year, are you going to have a showcase also? We would love to. We don't know the answer to that question yet. It may
1: be virtually, if anything. So if we do get the opportunity to be together in person and do it virtually, maybe like a Facebook Live, um, something like that would be super cool to happen. So we do want it to happen. We're just unsure how it will look
2: yet. When I saw the news that you're still putting a team together, I had so many questions including how are you going to practice? Are you going to do any competitions? Because competitions is basically one of the most important parts of your uh, whole entire season. Competitions is basically what we practice for. We practice to compete because we are a competitive team.
1: And then going along with that, practices are going to be super different. Obviously, we're not together. So if there's partner work or lists, it's going to be hard to... Um, practice that itself. So we're just working virtually right now with what we have via Zoom until we get the go-ahead from the gym to practice in person. When that does happen, we have to practice through gym facilities. We're not allowed to use outside sources or studios. So that'll be a little bit of a change for us as well. So competitions this year are running. All three of the competitions that we have interest in are planning to compete. Um, whether it'll be via video, uh, some are planning on playing videos for the judges and we get judged that way. So we don't have to, uh, travel or put ourselves at risk. Some competitions are willing to do a showcase style. So we go in as a team, compete all of our dances, um, and then leave as a team. And then they sanitize the whole building. Then another team goes in. So there are options for us. If we do compete, it's just a matter of the health and safety of what's going on with COVID at the time competitions happen. And then if the school allows us to, because we are under the school. So if the school says we can't compete, unfortunately, we wouldn't be able to. Uh, So fingers crossed for that.
2: Since it is an unusual year, are you planning to have a smaller team than usual We, our goal was to try to make it as normal as possible. We do have our team finalized
1: right now. Uh, We actually just got it finalized last night. So that's super exciting. Um, We did have a couple dancers who were previously on the team. So a couple of vets opt out of being on the team this year just because they were staying at home and they had work priorities, which is completely understandable, or they just didn't want to do dance over zoom also understandable. So we are a A little bit smaller this year, Um, but we do have a couple of rookies who also auditioned and joined the team. So we're excited to welcome them to the team and show them um, or welcome them into our chaos dance team family, I think. So just keeping that family atmosphere is kind of my goal this year. Continuing the bonding with each other and constantly keeping up with one another and checking in, I think, is so important right now especially during times where we can't see each other face to face. Um, Just like constant Zoom meetings and games and dancing and stretching will definitely be happening just to keep everyone on their toes and ensuring chaos is still one big family, kind of.
2: (laughs) It's almost like an escape for all the students because as a student myself, I struggle with online learning so much. And I feel like It's not a prison, but sometimes it feels like you're enclosed in your room and you just have no escape. But a dance team could be somebody's escape for just maybe like a few hours.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm so looking forward to that, too. I'm so sick of my desk chair. And I think everyone gets so tired of Zoom after being on the computer for classes for so long during one sitting or one day it will be nice to just put my laptop down and the laptop watches me for once instead of me watching the laptop. Like I get to dance. I get to move around um, in my little living room, but it's better than me sitting in my desk chair. And that's what I'm so excited for.
2: Well, thank you so much, Selena. I'm sure everybody is very excited about the dance team and watching you, whether it's Facebook Live or Instagram Live, everybody is really, really excited to see what you will do this year.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we're so excited too. And thank you so much for having me, Liz.
0: Our next guest is Nathan Jackman. In addition to being a fourth-year criminology student, Nathan launched his own clothing line, Leaders Unopposed, this summer. To start the conversation, DMJ student Brendan McWilliam asked him why he was motivated to start his own business.
3: Uh, the motivation was uh, I was tired of being, working under people. I wanted to start my own thing and have something I can say I did myself and on my own. Really and truly, the business aspect of it was just there. It was just because my, my mom has her own business, so it, that kind of had the driving motivation for me. And that's what really dragged me to start my own business. And uh, following up with that, do you have a strong personal desire to be your own boss? A very strong desire to be my own boss. That's like my main goal because as much as I would love to work under someone, having my own thing that I can say as my own means the absolute world to me.
4: So how did you choose the name for your business?
3: Originally, I was going to go with leaders for my business, but as I was taken, I decided to choose something that had a lot of more meaning behind it, which is leader, leaders unopposed because I see leaders, leaders around me every day of my life. Right. People that I can I can tell are leaders in their own way, no matter what judgments are, are, are made about them. And I figured leaders unopposed was a perfect name because if you go unopposed, that means no one like you're you're going against what social norm is and that's what I wanted my brand to be based off of.
4: Have you faced any uh, challenges on your journey to starting up your business?
3: A lot of the challenges was on the basics of just getting all the documentation and everything put together. And then setting up the business, the online store was really the most challenging, along with just the entire set of the business part of it, using Shopify and all that stuff was the two biggest challenges, really. So what was
4: the primary reason that you wanted to start a clothing shop, of all things?
3: This went back for me for high school, because growing up, people judged, judged everyone for little things that... Really, they shouldn't have judged them for at all. And I wanted to make my... Because I wanted to be be a big piece for just being a a voice for people. So I figured clothing was the best way to let people express who they are and let them just show who they are and what they love. And I figured wearing their clothes and wearing what, what they love would be the biggest impact on people.
4: Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So how do you come up with your designs?
3: The designs are... Some days they're based off of common interests that I've gathered through asking people on social media. And sometimes they're just designs I come up on my own that I feel like people are afraid to say they're interested in or show that they're passionate about. So why did you start your business
4: now instead
3: of waiting until the pandemic was over the pandemic had nothing to really do with it honestly during the time i had this idea since grade 12 of of high school and i just didn't have the materials in place to do it until now and the opportunity showed itself during the pandemic so i said take full advantage of this time that i have by myself in my house to start up something that that's mine and just start the business so, what would you say are your personal goals for this business? My biggest goal is just to have a platform that shows off that people, everyone's leaders, and whatever they love, whether it be if you like anime or if you like rocket ships, and people people judge you on that. I want it to be a place that's open to everyone, because like a lot of other other brands that I've looked at, they have one specific focus on like either your skateboarders, your girly girls, like your athletes, or like it's it's specific to one specific category. Whereas mine, I, I want to open to everyone
4: that's actually a huge trend in in stuff like that and everything's kind of marketed towards one group of people so yeah definitely being able to reach out to everybody is going to be huge so have you thought about working with other people or have you committed to mostly working
3: solo for right now, since it's a begin, like it's a starting process, I want to start by myself. And then, if it grows to be get bigger than where I can handle it my on my own, then I'd love to join up with someone if I can. Because the main goal, as I said, was just to get it as far as I possibly can as well, and just to see it blossom to something great
4: so how much time are you committing to the business per week while balancing school
3: uh i'd say per week maybe two out of the three days per week i'm i'm really focusing on the business so how did you decide to price your items well that was a long process within for me it took about two to three months to really figure out the pricing aspect of it i had to search up different brands smaller name brands that i've seen my friends do and just base it off that and really for the pricing it was i looked at the averages and i wanted to be like the on the lower end of the averages because for averages for beginning brands the prices it was was for shirts especially was like between 45 to 90 dollars and i was like I don't want to be on the high end of that because then you lose customers for that. So I focus on being on the lower end of it, pricing and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So have you ever taken undertaken a project of this size previously in your life? Or is this a whole new experience to you?
3: I would say partially I kind of have. Something similar to this was, was like working with my mom's cleaning business and kind of running the promotional side of that for her. So I got some aspects of that, but mostly this is a new aspect I've, I'm taking on now.
4: Yeah, for sure. So could you give any advice to students? I say students just because you're a student doing this. Even anybody in general or thinking about starting their own business?
3: The biggest advice is, I would say, is don't let them tell you you can't do it. Because in reality, it's possible. You just have to have the right mindset and have the right backing to really push through and get, get it done.
4: Perfect. Thanks for talking to me on this. I really appreciate it. No problem.
0: Our final guest is Kristen Gilmore. She graduated in June and now works as the Students' Union Vice President of Programming and Services for the Brantford campus. In this conversation with DMJ student Caitlin Law, she explains what it's been like to move all the clubs and organizations on campus online.
5: It's been a very big learning experience, I think, for not only just speaking for myself, but I think I can speak for the Students' Union. It's been a very um different time and we've had to use a lot new like a lot of new like approaches to things um so like even just like really redefining like what a like what success in an event looks like and kind of just like the whole transition from it was just not a lot changed sometimes like it felt like the the passion and like the essence of what a students union event is really stayed the same there's still that like sense of like community that we build but it's just different programming now it's just kind of taking everything with a virtual spin, really.
6: I've also kind of seen that they push for more like dual campus events since it's a bit easier now to do that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Like we have been working so closely with Waterloo, which I think from a Students' Union standpoint in Brantford, like we've been wanting to do this a lot more, but it's it's really hard with just like the difference in campuses. Like we do know that like there's something special about the Brantford campus, which kind of makes us different from the Waterloo. But I think with COVID, it really has honestly brought us so close together. And we've been realizing that, like, how haven't we been doing this before? Like, we've been like, it's been really nice with the promotions and stuff. And even just like coming together with like other people's brains who have the same like passion or interest. Like, for instance, like people in EcoHawks, right? Like, it's super easy to be a person who has that passion for the environment. And now you're talking with another coordinator, in Waterloo who has the same passion as you right so it's really easy to make those connections through our committees but also just like it helps us with like the bigger events and everything and especially cuz things are a little bit different and a little bit harder to plan it's kind of nice just to have two brains on it
6: yeah it's really cool that we're kind of pushing more for like one school whereas before it would always be like oh Waterloo campus Brantford campus
5: yeah exactly we're really kind of like coming like synchronous with them which has been really Really great. And like my counterparts in Waterloo are fantastic. Um, I think we have like honestly like a very, very, very strong team. A lot of people on our team who love challenges. So I think for the most part, we're all really doing, I mean, not to brag, but like I really do feel like we are doing what we can with the most. One of the
6: things that I really miss is the presence of the different committees on campus.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Like we do really miss seeing everybody and we really obviously do miss that like in-person interactions um we also do find like it is kind of hard sometimes to recruit people and it is kind of hard to sometimes get big numbers out to events just due to the nature of online environments i've personally been really really busy so i haven't had the chance to go to bingo outside like, bingo and trivia
6: outside of orientation week but have you seen like a really good like crowd come out
5: Yeah. So like for like the ones that we do, like the regular, like bingo trivia, like those numbers really haven't dropped. If anything, like we've been seeing actually a little bit more of like diverse students, which has been really nice. And like we were talking about, like now that we're like in the loop with Waterloo, we're having, we're able to like host these bigger events. So it's less intimidating, I find, for people. Like I feel like if I was to go into a Zoom call and there would just be like me and one other person, like it's it's a very, that's a very tough thing to ask people to participate in. But I think with like the both campuses going on, like for Trivia, for instance, like I think it makes it really easy to be comfortable in a big crowd like that, even though it's a little intimidating I, and I get that.
6: <laughs> yeah, I get that too. To me, it's kind of easier to tune in online, even though I haven't because I haven't had I've been so busy with classes and everything else. But it's just it's, I find it's easier to just be like, OK, I'm sitting in my room. I just I just want to pop in and play bingo for a bit and then
5: go back to work being really busy. And like, that is a okay before, like, I feel like the way we would look at events, it was like, we would define it as that success. Wow. On like event numbers and like doing these online or doing like live, um, events. But I think kind of with COVID too, it really has shifted our focus on like the importance of like social media and like the importance of like getting online and creating that like friendly and safe, like online community that I think like for years, we've kind of just never really put a lot of emphasis in learning more about and like perfecting it. But I think really with COVID going on, like we've really sat down and we've had a lot of time to think about marketing, promotions and like just really taking into the idea that like we understand that students are exhausted of Zoom. Like Zoom fatigue is a real thing. I can I can speak from it from being on calls since I got hired in May. Um, I probably spend about close to seven to six hours every day just on Zoom. So we understand what Zoom fatigue really feels like. But I think there is also a lot to take away from social media um, events and stuff that are going on. Thanks for talking to me, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. We hope it's helped you feel a little more connected to the laurier brantford community. If you liked what you heard, tell your friends and colleagues. You can subscribe on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Worried about missing an episode? Sign up for our newsletter. You can find the link on Twitter and Facebook at OneMarketLB. We'll be back with a new episode soon. One Market was created and produced by Bruce Gillespie and Tara Brookfield. Special thanks to this week's guest hosts, Liz Shiro, Brendan McWilliam, and Caitlin Law. Our music is by Scott Holmes. Graphics by Melissa Weaver. Our research assistant and intern is Serena Austin. Thanks for listening. Keep in touch.